Hi, hello everybody, and, and uh, it's damn good to see all of you again. Welcome to another, yes, another edition of To the Turnbuckle on another Off the Wall Tuesday. And uh, I'm Logan Morris, and, and I will introduce uh, Mr. Napper here in just a moment. But first, I want to take a second and explain where I've been these last few weeks. We as a group took last week off, and then, of course, I was not around for the, the week before, so two weeks ago now. Well, here's the situation, boys and girls. Uh, I got a call Monday, I believe it was Monday, the, the, the 1st, November 1st. I got a call that uh, my grandmother had taken a turn for the worst. Uh, for those that don't know, she has battled dementia for the last decade, uh, better, more than a decade, really. Uh, and it's, you know, it was Alzheimer's, and so she took a, suddenly a bad turn out of nowhere that Monday the 1st. I got a call. It would be a matter of hours before she she passed away, and so I, I went and sat with her, as you know, everybody most would do. And in true mammal fashion, as I called her, she not only Bruiser Nation, raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right, pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com once again, BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. Well, it wasn't just a few hours. She hung on into uh, Tuesday, and then so once Tuesday hit, Obviously, I'm with her, so I can't. I wasn't here for that show on the second, and then uh, she hung on into Wednesday morning. Matter of fact, I was with her that Tuesday, and then into Wednesday, and I left the nursing home at 2 a.m. Uh, she passed away uh, around 4 a.m. that that morning on November 3rd. So that is where I have been. That's what I was doing. Uh, I was taking some precious, precious moments before she she went on, in my opinion, to be with the Lord. Uh, I know that we don't talk a lot of religion and faith on this show, and some of my behavior would make you believe that I don't have any, but I, I, I really, really do. And so uh, that is was my situation. Uh, like I said, I left, I left the nursing home Wednesday, November 3rd at 2 a.m. She passed between 4 and 5. Uh, and then last week, her showing fell on Tuesday from, wouldn't you believe, 5 to 8. And as you know, that is when we raise all kinds of hell and do all kinds of things she would probably be ashamed of. But I, I So I obviously felt the need to, to be there for that entire duration. So that's why I was out. And then a week from tomorrow was her funeral. So we are still processing all those things because uh, I, I love my grandmother. I loved my grandparents greatly. My, my grandfather died in June of 2020 of COVID. They were married 67 years, those two beautiful people were, and I was very, very attached to them. 
So it, it's been a tough road for me, but it feels it feels daggum damn good to be right here back at home onto the turnbuckle, doing things that I'm hoping she's not paying attention to from beyond anywhere, because it's not my best moments from five to eight. So with that, damn good to be back. Let me introduce the man that makes it all happen, the man that that frankly I treat so poorly, and yet he treats me so well. I'm talking about Travis Nolan Napper. Mr. Napper, how are you? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm actually doing pretty well. I, I had a pretty, pretty great week. Uh, got to go to quite a few sporting events this week. So my time has been very well spent, I guess. Uh, fortunately, unfortunately, it's not been spent too much on wrestling, but we're going to get through the show. I promise we can BS our way through anything. Just you wait and see. Just, just wait. Just wait. It should be fun. Uh, but that being said, we still got a lot to talk about. We missed so much. I'm a little bit sad I didn't get to scream last week, but uh, McCarthy had issues as well. He couldn't uh, couldn't be here until at least, I think, 6 o'clock. So that's another reason why we didn't do the show. I know I did it by myself for the first hour la- uh, two weeks ago, and I would have done it again, but with McCarthy and his time constraints, it just didn't seem like it was going to be that good of a show for you guys and we want to give you guys as good of a show as we possibly can so i felt like it was necessary for us to take the week off um especially with everything going on with logan good to have you back sir good to have you leading the charge so i don't have to try to be the introduction to this show and get back into that hosting job that i very much got rid of in everything that I've done in podcasting. Well, I mean, given your great intros back in the early days of the Red Flag, I'm stunned to hear that. Now, I, have, now I, have I do to, miss that one. I now, do. I do. Now, now, I do have to tell you, being honest with you, uh, uh, two weeks ago, I was not watching this show. I was holding the hand of my grandmother. Right. And, and so, I, so I did not get to catch that, um, but I'm sure it was wonderful, and I'll go back and watch it on. Well, minute. you missed that I did my illustrious thing of muting myself first. Fantastic. I know. It's it's great. Fantastic. <laughs> Give me a job, please. <laughs> uh, You'll notice my lovely Hell's Kitchen t-shirt I just decided to break out today because this show is going to be... Hell! Raw. Raw. <laughs> uh, I can't say... Bloody raw. Just bloody it's raw. It's going to be bloody raw. I want to grizzle young veterans and Gordon Ramsay promise. Uh, <laughs> so, that is what... Soon to be bloody raw. Soon to be recognized as Fox's number one show, Hell's Kitchen. Uh, But that is where I have That's about as far as I can go, because half the other stuff he says is actually surprisingly not appropriate for the show, probably. We we will find out just how far we can go. Oh, yes, please. Uh, But I want to thank everybody that has reached out, sent a text, said a prayer. Uh, just thought of yours truly as I've gone through this uh, particularly rough time, if I'm being being quite frank. I've cried a whole lot in the last week or two, and that's all right, because that means it was special, and that means it was worth it. Uh, and I would do it all again, the pain, the loss, the, the, you know, as long as she didn't have to suffer, I would be, I would, I'd sit and do whatever I had to do. Uh, so I want to thank everybody that has thought of me or said a prayer, or reached out, sent a text. I want to spe- specifically thank everybody here at Bruiser Nation Productions, as far as Napper, you, and McCarthy, and uh, even even uh, some call him Ry Ry the Sports Guy, uh, but we call him the King of the Hill. All you guys have been wonderful to me, and I really, really appreciate it. I don't deserve it, but I, but it's greatly, greatly appreciated. 
and I'll get back to raising hell and insulting all of you, I promise. Um, especially you, Ryan, you know, good son of a... Um, uh, I even got to give a shout-out to the King Buckeye. Mr. Buckeye brought himself Alex, uh, Alex Bryan. He, he was, he, he's been very kind and courteous uh, to me during all this time. Uh, granted, I'm not sure if you feel sorry to the fact that my grandmother passed away or that I root for Penn State. Um, a little bit of both. So, so all right, we are, we're always going to be. Uh, I'm going to love them during the good times and the tough. Everybody needs to learn that. Everybody, <laughs> especially you, Ryan, you fickle bitch. <laughs> so with that I think that's as good a time as any to say thank you and let's raise a little hell alright I'm back good to be home just just good to be home uh, I miss this in my life yeah. well I mean I, uh, I've, I've done all I can to, to you know, we've—it's not like we've completely stopped. We've done several red flag episodes during this entire process. True, I have had still to put up with you. That yeah, is so true. Just a little bit, yeah, a little, a little less bit. maybe. I yeah. haven't been quite as active in, in wrestling group chats and things of that nature, but but I'm getting back, as you can tell. Yeah, slowly but surely, I'm I'm weaseling my way back in there. Okay. Uh, okay. Another note, uh, another note that we probably shouldn't announce right here, but we're going to. Uh, we are working on taking what what I'm calling a holiday hiatus. Now, what does that mean, you might be wondering, dear folks, friends, and neighbors? Well, simple. We've been going at this thing for a long time now. Mm-hmm. And and I don't work that hard. I make the rundown, and, and I, you know, because I have a problem. It's called professional wrestling or sports entertainment, as Vince would call it. It's a true addiction that I just can't quit. But Napper and McCarthy have schedules, all right? They have schedules. They have women to catch up with, or woman, I should say. Lauren, hi. You're, hi, yeah. Lauren. You look, you look lovely at the Jackets game. Uh, <laughs> so with that, what we're trying to do is I want to give the boys, you know, four or five weeks just decompressed from this thing called wrestling, if they so can, because I know that I can't. Was I still watching it during all this rigmarole? That was the last few weeks of my life? Yes, because I have a problem. I act like it really matters. So what we're thinking, and not official, but but it's pretty sure. I haven't gotten back from her back from McCarthy yet, not but frankly, he's as active in this show as you are in the audience. So uh <laughs> so what we're thinking is we I don't know who that's more insulting to, them or him. I was going for both. You know, oh. just double shot, you know. You know, I like to get the double Whopper with cheese. Uh, when I when I get the, you know, Burger King relies heavily on microwaves. But anyway, my point <laughs> is, you can just tell. Apparently, because the one over here, their freaking uh, broiler went down. Well, like they're faking it for you. I mean, it's it's as uh, it's as rigged as anything you ever heard of. Because I promise you, there's microwave usage. You can just tell. I know a microwave when I see one heating from the inside out. You lazy bastards. <laughs> Everybody checking their watch. <laughs> All right. So what we're thinking is we're gonna run we're gonna run heavy every week until December 14th. December 14th, we're gonna do our last what what I said, December 14th, December yes. December 21st. Yeah. December 21st. Right. December 21st is gonna be the last two terminal of the year. And then we're gonna take a little time. I mean, just a little time. We'll be back probably that 
Tuesday before the Royal Rumble. Maybe. Sort of. Well, that's my plan, and I kind of run this whole thing. He does. So that's that's what I'm pretty much implementing, and I've told the boys very much so that we have to have a set day when we come back. And I think that's as good a time to do it because it gives us time to make the rumble predictions and, and you know, ask how the holidays went and all those sort of – see what kind of weight I have gained. Uh, we get all bound up like a big mouse. It's the holidays, a lot of cheese, a lot of dairy. Uh, uh, I mean, they'll get a preview of that if we do what we told, said we were going to do. Sure. Uh, look, if we can pull it off, I can, here's what I should say. I can pull off anything. But I know you especially, you've got such a wild schedule. I do. You've got, I mean, I you've do. got an absolutely, I mean, it's just, it's more wild than DK Metcalf's hair. And he's got some wild hair these days with that yeah. blue going on. Yeah. Uh, it was much wilder than that game last night. Good Lord. <sighs> I enjoyed the Manning cast again, though. <laughs> I do, too. I think it's great. So that is the little update for all of us. Now, let's yell. But first, let me ask you, is it, do you think that's a good schedule? Mm-hmm. Uh, 21st and then come back about Little Rumble time, something like that. So we'll probably miss day one, but who really gives a day damn? Uh, all right. So there was another round of releases. It was either last week or early the week before. I don't remember. I had things going on. I just talked to you about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ember Moon, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Mia Yim. At least they got the couples. Uh, Grand Metal League, Nia <laughs> Jax, Lance Freedom, Jet Rama, Katina Cortez, Dre Baxter, some other lady ain't heard of. B-Fab, Oni Lorcan, Frankie Monier, better known as Ty Valkyrie, Eva Marie, and Scarlet. All cut daggum loose in another round of the dreaded budget cuts. And yet they can wheel a giant-ass belt to AT&T Stadium to celebrate that WrestleMania party. (sighs) I know we do this every week now. Mm-hmm. Where it feels like. Yeah. What name shocks you most out of that list? Um, out of the list? Yeah, give me give me two. Give me give me give me one name you're shocked by. If if there is one. Is there one? Yes. That you were very uh, yeah. And then give me number two, one name that you might not be surprised by, but you're very disappointed by. Carrying Cross and Keith Lee. I think it has to be. I think it has to be those two guys. Number one, Keith or Karrion Cross, because they were just touting they were repackaging him. We just put the report out. How many weeks ago? We're gonna repackage him. I think the last time I did this show, we yeah, only about three weeks ago. We're gonna repackage him. We're gonna make him even more of a psycho. We're gonna make he got a haircut and everything, changed his entire look for the most part. There's not much you can really change when your hair is pretty much bald. Uh, but he dyed his hair, got a little bit of a different look. Nope, we're just going to get rid of you. What the hell are we doing? And then Keith Lee, poor guy, well, let's put Bearcat next to his name. Bearcat. Pal. Bearcat. Oh, by the way, let's fire him. Okay, sure. Um, 
I will say there is one other one that I think surprises me the most, and that is um, Ember Moon. What? Because I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because it, it really did feel like once they moved Tegan up to the main roster with Shotzi, they had nothing for her, which, by the way, where the hell is Tegan? Um, guess she'll be next on budget cut list. I was going to say she's hanging out in catering. <laughs> she's she's, she's hanging out in the budget cut lounge. <laughs> um, Soon to be really, is unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Really, that entire first line, I just go down the list. Me, Yim, that doesn't really shock me because it, for whatever reason, ever since the Keith Lee thing, they feel like they seem like they've not had anything for her ever since Retribution. They had nothing for her, which makes no damn sense. Uh, Grand Metalik, not really surprised. Nia Jax is a little bit surprising. That's the one that sticks out to me that I'm most surprised by because there was a lot of times I felt like she should have been released because I think she's not the safest worker in the business. I think that's a fair criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but given her relation to Dwayne and, of course, the tribal chief that I refuse to acknowledge, <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns, I thought pretty safe. Plus, she's had a few women's championship runs. She's had big moments. Uh, she just, you know, her and Shayna Baszler were just the tag champs for eons. So I was most surprised by that. That name mostly surprised me. The name I'm most disappointed by doesn't surprise me, to be honest, because after after names like Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman got cut, none of these really stunned me because it's like, wow, nobody's safe. Pretty much, if you don't have a current, if you don't have a belt on you as we speak, you could probably lose your job. Probably. Uh Karrion Cross is certainly the one I'm most disappointed in because I'm going to have to admit that Nabra was right yet again. You know, I hate to do that. Uh, because I, we often, because I like to give Vince the benefit of the doubt because I make no bones about the fact I'm a WWE guy. Uh, I often go, let's give it time, let's see how it goes, let's, you know, and things like that. And 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 I'll usually talk Napper into it, but you'll always go, how'd that work for so-and-so? How'd that work for so-and-so? And I keep waiting on that one example of, ah! This time it worked. Um, it didn't work again. Never was right again. He told me it was a dumpster fire, and well, he was right. I think that's become my biggest thing. Is I, I'm I'm fed up. I really am, and it, it's almost to the point where I'm fed up, where I don't even feel like screaming anymore, because it it becomes pointless. There's no point in getting mad at this anymore. And McCarthy had this feeling, I feel like, months ago, where it's it, it becomes meaningless to get angry because you know nothing's going to change. And it doesn't feel like anything's going to change. They're going to keep doing this for the entire rest of the year. I'm sure there's going to be another round before the end of the year, if not at the beginning of the next year. There's no point. And... On one hand, we shouldn't be shocked, and I'm not completely upset that they're letting people go because I understand it to a degree. Like, they had a ton of talent. If anything, take into account, they had a ton of talent. Look at how many times they've released people in the last year. It's been at least six, I feel like. That's a lot of people, and it's usually been 10 or more people. And frankly, we can still say the roster's a little crowded. Yeah. We can still say, my God, he's lost in the shuffle. 
So on one hand, it sucks to see them go, but the the nice thing is that there is places for them to go now. Um, the unfortunate part, they're all kind of going to one place for the most part, and so that's the only problem that really is becoming is coming out of this is. Even though it was a one-team monopoly for the longest time, now it's kind of becoming a two-team monopoly. That's the only problem that's really coming out of this is it sucks that they're getting released, but now they're getting released to AEW, which is great. They're going to get more freedom to do what they wanted. But now, you know, we had this conversation about AEW a couple weeks ago, I feel like. They're kind of getting into the same bullcrap WWE was. I think it's, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's kind of natural after a certain point. I don't know if you can help it. You really can't. It's almost like becoming your parents. There's some things that our parents do, don't get me wrong. There are certain things your parents do that drive you nuts you're never going to do. Right. But there's certain things that as a child you go, why in the hell did my parent do that? And then as we get older, we start to realize, man, I act a whole lot like he or she did. Uh. I do that all the time. It's and, and you're stunned by it when you realize. Like, yeah. Damn, that's them. Because and it's one thing I want to. I don't know if you guys addressed it two weeks ago or not. Because again, I was, I was busy. Uh, but one thing I want to ask McCarthy when he gets in here about six o'clock is, AW has promised to make the business better as a whole, mm-hmm. but currently, their presence not intentionally. I have to keep that in mind. Not intentionally, unlike Vince is weakening the business except everybody except for WWE and AEW. Yeah. Because uh, Ring of Honor is potentially shut down. If not, they're not ever going to be the same again. They're going to be a yeah. – what I – if if rumors are true. I mean – If rumors are true, they're going to be a glorified indie with the TV deal. I mean, if you really want to look at it, look at the shot that just was taken to Ring of Honor – at full gear. Yeah, with uh, Jay Lethal. That was probably the biggest gut punch they could ever hope, ever fear. Yeah. And, you know, we'll get it more into it later, but that in itself is a massive nail in the coffin of Ring of Honor. Because that right there shows you it's not ever going to be the same again. No. It may not be around, period, but it certainly and, won't. And, my guess is, and I know that we'll, we'll probably talk more about this as the show goes on, because this is kind of the catch-up edition of Tooth and Rough, if you can't tell. Right. Uh, there is, I know I put the rundown graphic in there. Eh, this is kind of, we're just going to run and talk. We're just going to run. Yeah. Uh, we're just gonna, we're, we're going Brett Favre style today. We're All right, here's the play. Draw it up. I can't read the nickel defense. I'm going to slam. So the thing about it is, is number one, I do think the Ram will be back. I do too. Some form. We we both said the same thing. I, I I believe it'll be back in some form. I don't think that's a bill of goods that the that the COO was saying when he released a statement. The problem is, I, I think it'll be a glorified Andy. I, I think it'll keep the because it'll keep the TV contract with Sinclair, and it. I mean, it it runs at like midnight, one o'clock on Saturdays and Sundays, and then fight TV on on like Mondays at seven. It's, so it's a glorified indie at this point. What they're going to do is they're going to find too many guys at work. Some guys that are, I think you'll see guys like 
uh, Matt Cardona possibly pop in there because mm-hmm. I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a case by case basis or maybe a month by month basis, something like that. A lot of handshake agreements. A lot of we'll come on in and do this because when you're releasing your entire roster, you're in, something has changed in a bad way. Now, some of that is Ray Waters' fault, and I'll tell you why. Because they were trying to be too good. And what I mean by that is this. Sinclair knew they're not going to put more money into Ram Honor. They don't give a damn about Ram Honor. They don't care at all. They knew it. And so they put their money in Fox, Fox News, and everything else they're doing. And so I knew that they're not going to put more money into it. So when they try to keep everybody employed during the pandemic, you knew that was going to come back to bite them eventually. Because eventually Sinclair's going to go, hmm, like everybody else, we're losing money. Well, where's the quickest we can cut? Um, Not to get, again, the least bit political on this show, folks. They're not cutting Fox News. No. They're not making cuts there. Fox News is bringing in boatloads. All right. Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, they're going to be on TV. They're probably not going to cut the brand new streaming service they got going on. So they look and they go, well, we have this little, we have this little wrestling company that we've had for the last decade and a half. And it hasn't gained a, it's, it's a, it's a respectable promotion. It's a promotion I respect, but it hadn't gained a ton of traction. The biggest thing it did, and in great irony almost, is this: it launched AEW. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor launched AEW. They did. Because Cody and the Young Bucks, uh, those mm-hmm. Balden Bucks, and a few others <laughs> came over there. And let's be honest, they prostituted Ring of Honor television. They prostituted Ring of Honor live events, barriers. And they got themselves over to a great degree. And then they all yeah. swore they're going to get back to the business. And they have. And they have. But for some reason, Ring of Honor didn't get any of that love. So I want to touch on this subject. Go ahead. Because I have. I have you brought up something to us outside of here that I think would be a good part of this. However, I do want to touch on some comments really quick. Go ahead. So Big Stevie C is in the comment section. He has a couple different comments. He said, if only ROH could have stuck around for a few more months. I think they are going to stick around. I think Logan's right. They are going to be back. It's just a matter of how they're going to be back. And uh, Jason and I said this. Really, the biggest thing they should be doing is looking to partner with people. NWA should be their biggest target right now. They need to partner with NWA and keep that partnership alive as much as they can because I feel like that's going to help them. The biggest thing we said, like, look at their roster before they released everybody. And we actually did. We went through their website and looked at the roster of who is on there. You look at the alumni page on their on their website. AJ Styles, CM Punk, um, Cody, Samoa Joe, Tyler Black. Or was it black or? Yeah. 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 Seth Rollins now. Right. I, uh, but like you look at that list of people, they've not had the same name recognition guys in the company that they once did. And that's one of their bigger problems. And then he also said, any thoughts on the rumor that this was a reaction to talent not being vaccinated? Also, is the E spinning Keith Lee being difficult to counter his claim that they didn't pay for his medical expenses? Uh, well, I'll give my thoughts on that. Uh, Michael Campbell, I, I want to say thank you very much. Uh, greatly do appreciate that. I will give my thoughts on that. Uh, again, tough to not get political, I guess. <laughs> it's tough. 
I'm going to say that it's not a reaction to vaccination status. You want to know why? Because Vince McMahon is a Donald Trump-loving Republican. Yeah. And for better or worse, when you tend to go one way, you tend to go one way on the other as well. Yeah. Now, McCarthy said in, in our group chat in private, said, well, Brian didn't have anything to do with Vince. It's probably more of like, we're, we're going to run these live events the way it is. Yeah. Vince McMahon is a big proponent of freedom of expression. I just, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Because uh, he has sold out to cancel culture in the past. Hulk Hogan was was exiled for a long time. Ric Flair currently on the outs. Right. Uh, So so it is possible. And this, I mean, it is a big, big thing with the pandemic right now. And, you know, we saw what happened in football. Cam Newton was not vaccinated for the longest time. And look what happened the minute he gets vaccinated. Yep. He, he gets signed to a team. I'm back. I'm back. Boy, he shouted that he really, mother. Well, and he, you know, I saw, I saw the, I saw the feelings in his teeth. It was great. <laughs> hey, he, if you if you pull off the performance he did after what you after everything, maybe you can glow a little bit. I. But I want to address this. Uh, also, is the E spinning Keith Lee being difficult to counter his claim that didn't pay for his mental movements? Probably. Probably. I'm going to say. I can't say it with a fact, but my guess is yes. Considering the comments about Bray Wyatt, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and, you know, that's what big companies do. They try to save face. Especially this one. Yes. I, 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 look, I don't think any of us are, I don't think even I'm, even I'm not delusional about the fact that Vince will undercut and do whatever he feels he's got to do. Do you think I ever sugarcoat that, really? We, sure we express it and give examples regularly on this show. If anything, I smile about it because it's just like, yes, morally, he'll have a lot to answer for when his time comes. We smile but, because we'll cry if but, we don't. But we smile about it because there's, there's two coins of thought. Morally, yes, he's a bankrupt individual and, and, and should look in the mirror and meet a man called Jesus. But on the other hand, you, you have to, in some ways, admire the dastardly tenacity of Vincent Man. Because if there's some way he'll undercut and find a way, because I, I've always said it, it is my personal opinion. Can I prove it? No. It is my personal opinion that he paid off Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida to become an an essential business. Why do I believe that? Because the day before, the day before, Linda McMahon's super PAC made a contribution to his campaign, I believe, cannot prove it, just my opinion, that that contribution was, hey, we'll, we'll pad your pockets here a little bit if you'll keep us open. Because remember at the time, Everybody was shutting down, and everybody was all over the sand. It's about, you got to shut this down. i got to shut that down. Gotta... I... My point being is there's not a stone he won't turn. Hell, again, because, it... and I know we talk about it at nauseum on this show, but always remember the birth of this dynasty, this company, this, this global brand was built on a lie. A lie to his dying father that I won't compete against the promoters that you trust and call friends. And he shook the hand of his father and shook the hand of all those promoters. And he said, no, I won't compete. And as soon as his father died, he went, I'm going to compete. And not only am I going to compete, I'm going to drive you out of business. So, no, nothing surprises me when it comes to the, the moral bankruptcy, but at the same time, dastardly effectiveness 
events at Canada MMA. So I, I just want to make that clear. Uh, as far as Ring of Honor goes, I do. I think they'll be back. I, I just don't think it'll be back in... I think it'll kind of be like Impact was a few years ago. Like Impact's yeah. kind of back on the upswing now a little yeah. bit. They have more contracted talents, uh, more long-driven storylines. But for a while there, if you remember, especially like in the early Twitch days a few years ago, a lot of their content was their guys wrestling at other promotions that they were just airing on their show and kind of fulfilling the storyline that way. Yeah. I think that's going to happen to Rainwater. Doesn't mean they can't ever be back to prominence. Well, I, I wanted to touch on the part where you said that they prostituted Ring of Honor out. The reason I wanted to touch on it is because they did the same thing to Impact Wrestling. AEW did. Which brings me to something that you shared in our group chat, Mark's and damn proud of it, yeah. with a little comment that uh, one Tony Khan made recently. I was going to bring it around to that. Go ahead. So he was asked a question. What was it, last week? And he, I can't keep up with weeks. <laughs> he was asked about, and he cut off the question, but he was asked basically if AEW at any point was thinking of contributing an all-women's pay-per-view is essentially what the woman was going to ask, it seemed like. However, Tony didn't let her get that off because he cut her off and said, and I quote, I'm going to cut off your question right there because I don't think I get enough credit for what I did for the NWA show because a good number of the people who wrestled on the NWA show were wrestlers I sent and paid. So I do think I contributed because the highest paid wrestlers on that show were actually the people I paid separately from what they already make in AEW to go wrestle on that show. And I don't think they did a very good job of telling people that. Honestly, even though it was a line, it was, it was in the deal we did. Bruiser Nation, raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right, pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. I wish they would. T- I wish they told more people that because it was one of the points I made when we closed it. Was I thinking it was, I think it would be nice if you told people that I'm paying the wrestlers coming because it is a big contribution for me. So I did pay the wrestlers for that show. It's kind of like when you pay for a dinner and nobody thanks you. Tony Khan. Where? Freaking where? Oh my God. Go ahead. I know, I I know you're itching for this one. I'm kind of sad that I, Brought it up before McCarthy gets here because I'm sure you were saving well, it for him. Well, it's, I mean, it's just I'm disappointed because I thought Tony Khan was better than that. 
I, I really did. did. I did too. Because one thing I, I've always said, morality, he's got men's beat by a long mm-hmm. shot. I've always said that. And then, frankly, he pulls an Eric Bischoff-esque, like Vince McMahon-esque thing where it's like, nobody thanked me. First of all, I highly doubt that's true, uh, given the professionalism that NWA handles themselves with. And I can say that because I, I've dealt with some of right. people in the NWA that make a few decisions. Even had to go to a show recently. Yes. Uh, and no, I haven't talked to Billy Corrigan. I'm not trying to over, but I, but, but I know a few people is all. Hey. I, I'm saying I know of. <laughs> Tim Storm. And so I, I'd be very surprised if that's true. Maybe it is. I'll call him a liar. I don't know what in there. Um, but you're a billionaire, thanks to your daddy. <laughs> Why do you care if you're thanked or not thanked? Or because certainly they made Layla Hirsch look more over at Empower than you ever have. Go back and watch that match with Camilla at Empower. That's the most legit she's looked. No pun intended. Are you sure? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> so no, I, I think that's I think it's disgusting. I think it's beneath Tony Khan because we expect better in Tony Khan. Yeah. I, I just if you're here to make the business better as a whole, as he swears, that's what what the point was. That's what he swears the point eight. Then, then you're not going to want to be thanked. Like, oh, I shouldn't say one. You're not going to expect to be thanked. You're not going to be pissing and moaning if Billy Corgan forgot to go. Hey, thanks for paying. Well, you should. You're a billionaire. Like Billy Corgan's got a lot of money, but he's got rock star money, not my daddy owns a football team money. <laughs> Jacksonville Dixie. Uh, <laughs> Not even a good football team at this point. Like, I, I just, well, let me tell you what, they really know how to grind through the place, that's for sure. Um, and I, I, just, <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. Just got to keep, just got to keep those legs churning off and on the field. Now, I will say Tony Khan did apologize for his controversial comments. Um, well, the funny thing is, this was on a full gear media call. Yay! I, I just don't understand, and I think maybe it's pressure to get Tony Khan a little bit. Maybe it is. I don't know. I have no idea. But that's so beneath him. And it, that's so because that's so Bischoff esque or vented his worst, especially when it, when he was younger. And I mean, that's so. And and again, the 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 problem is he made us expect better. That's the problem. Vince does that. We go, wow. Did you hear him say that? We don't. We don't. We don't. I'm not going to downgrade it because I don't expect better of it. With Tony Khan, I expect better because he says he's in it for everybody, not just. He's not just here to to prostitute the business, unlike Vince McMahon, who is, who does not. I don't know if he actively anyone will do what he can to make sure you don't succeed as another company at this stage of his life, but he damn sure doesn't want you to succeed. There's a if that makes sense, right? Back in the old days, back when he was younger and, and had a little bit more, I guess, kind of hunger for lack of a better term. 
He would do whatever he could to undercut you, and he still does every now and again with AEW, but, I mean, he would do everything he could to undercut you. Where now, you're... Everyone else to the business to Vince is cockroaches. As long as he doesn't see you and he flips the light on, he really doesn't care. And don't believe me, he had plenty of opportunity to buy Impact's tape reel when they were going through their struggles, going through different owners, Billy Corgan being one of them at one point. Uh, I wonder if he'll buy the Ring of Honor library. Probably not, but but if you but if you wanted to just be a real a hole because because there's a lot of great footage there, he could. Uh, maybe he'd have some very nice, very evil footage, perhaps. Uh, but oh, I can't wait to see where he goes. Can't wait. I don't even know. I, I don't know where he'd work beside Ring He's not. He's too goofy for NWA. People think AEW. Problem, like yeah, he'll he'd work there, but he never. He works in WWE, in my opinion. Yeah, but he's gonna be chasing twenty four seven title for two weeks. Jesus. Well, he could make that title more than it ever was. But um, to give people a, a little bit context, here's the actual question. That Ella J, who is, I believe, a podcaster, tried to ask on that show. She asked, the bar, I think, has been really raised this year with a lot of all women's shows and main events taking place. But does AEW have any plans or hopes to contribute maybe an all women's event of their, of their own sometime? So half the stuff he even ranted about had nothing to do with the question. That's where I have the issue. You want it went on a probably two minute tirade, but it had nothing to do with what the comment was about. Why would he be bitter about that? That's what I want. That's where tirade comes from. Right. You're, you're, you're angry. You're, you know, uh, that's, because that's she basically because she used the word contribute. And, and apparently that's what set him off is she used the word contribute. But she said an all women's event, not contribute to women's wrestling, not contribute to people's uh, people's events, an all women's event of your own. Yeah, and whether he likes or not, what he did was just contribute there. Yeah. It was called NWA Empower. Not, it was not called AEW and the NWA Present. It was called NWA Empower, and there was a well-known partnership between AEW and the NWA kind of a, even though it looks to be on the rocks just as the impact one is is apparently no more yeah uh is tony khan slowly turning into a little bit more like Vince McMahon because you realize how, realize how hard this job is i think morally he's still oh he's way better don't get it's not even close right like when 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 Vince gets to the gates, unless he has a serious conversion in the last few years of his life, it's going to be, well, we know, don't we? <laughs> when, Tony, <laughs> when, when Tony gets to the gates, we're going to at least go, well, let's see. <laughs> but when Vince gets there, it's going to be McMahon. Well. Go join Bischoff. Yeah, he'll be like. Go stand next to Bischoff and Hogan. He'll be like, are you going to walk me there or should I see myself out? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, unless he has a serious conversion, who knows? who knows? But I do think there's some truth to that. You know, we can get McCarthy's thoughts on it as well, but I do think there's a little bit of truth to it because we've we've had conversations about his behavior for what three weeks now. 
Yeah, just before. You know, not in a row, right. but like the last couple shows, we've brought it up. We've talked about how something's different. Something just seems off. I don't know if I don't know if a woman's left him or you know, because that'll mess with you if, if you're having issues in the personal life. Ask Denny Hamlin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, like, because for a while he was just a happy, nerdy looking that we all had to find things to really complain about. That we all, had, including myself, it, it felt like in the beginning he didn't care about what people thought, and at the same time was. He wasn't necessarily trying to build his legacy and was just trying to get his company off the ground. And now it's like he feels like everybody is questioning every little thing that he does and he has to, for whatever reason, justify it. Welcome to the big time, kid. But that's the thing. Like, for whatever reason, he it almost feels like he feels like he has to justify everything now. Well, what he should do to make himself feel better is he should, next Monday night, about 11.05, 11.10, 11.15 maybe. Watch Monday Night Raw. <laughs> go on a message board after Raw, and the things that Vince gets called compared to you, you'll feel like gold. <laughs> you'll feel so much better. You'll feel like gold. And you'll find yourself going, wow, Vince isn't grabbing his iPhone and going on Twitter and, and saying, Raw sucks. You, you are, you're you all morons? <laughs> you mean he doesn't bat an eye to us at all? Wow. That's how he's built the empire. He goes, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it and screw everyone else. Oh, well, I already know they don't like it, and I don't care. (laughs) It's what's best for business, pal. You know whose audience I'm concerned about? Me. Mine. Do I enjoy the product? The answer is yes. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. So... With More Mandy Rose. Ha, ha, ha. I'm telling you, he's going to be. He really is. He's huh? going to be down there. He's taking a flight to Orlando as we speak. He's going to put RK Bro back on NXT so he can have the Newly Bro show. I am absolutely. How is that not on Raw yet? Give it time. <laughs> I don't really want to see it on Raw, but how is that not on Raw yet? Probably doing the Christmas edition. (laughs) Christmas. Welcome to the newly Raw Or February when it's Valentine's Day. Yeah, when we're we're just trying to get... So essentially all the months that don't matter. Yeah, right. So what we're going to do is we're going to take our first break onto the turnbuckle. When we come back, we're hoping to have McCarthy. If we don't have McCarthy, we'll see. But if we have McCarthy, we're going to ask him why Tony Khan has become a hypocritical individual. And he's going to say we're ridiculous, and then... It's egregious, and, and, and it's unfair. How dare we say that about a man that's so morally right? And yeah, it's, yeah, we're talking about the second coming of Christ here. What are we doing? <laughs> so with that, this is To The Turnbuckle, presented by Bruiser Nation Productions, right here on Kill Turn Wrestling on Facebook. We'll be right back after a few short messages.
Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good because I'm always good. In sports, you want to have a player that can get the job done right every time. A real all-star, somebody that's dependable and you can turn to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry is the leader. From setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices, conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside, to setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and safer as well, the theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. That isn't just a great all-around player. That is an all-star. That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at 614-604-6327. Or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you. And don't forget, amplify your personality with the theater. If you've ever dreamed of a career in the sports production industry, your dream could come true. The Ohio Media School is enrolling their next sports emphasis class soon. You'll learn about all the different aspects of what goes into the broadcast that you watch or listen to. Go from behind the scenes to the front of the camera. 
You'll also get hands-on opportunities to practice your skills through the Score On Air Network. Call the Ohio Media School at 614-655-5250 or visit beonair.com slash Columbus. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of To the Turnbuckle. And look, 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 we 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 behave like children, so we had to bring in the adult in this particular <laughs> turnbuckle room. This particular turnbuckle in the ring, perhaps. I don't know, three, four, or five of them. Maybe it's an octagon, if, you know, whatever. Uh, the six sides and, and impact back in the day. Anyway, my favorite minister on some days... Jason, my daddy, McCarthy. How are you, buddy? You clean shaven son of a bitch. Oh man, you know, living the dream. I just don't know who's, but you know, I spent like almost eleven hours working, but half of it was drive time, so it's fine because I got paid to go to the office and I got paid to drive all the way home, so it works. Cool. Well, with that, 
Why is Tony Khan becoming a hypocrite, McCarthy? I want to know. Did you see those disgusting comments he made about NWA and, and not being thanked for buying the essential dinner of Empower? What's going on with Tony Khan? Man, I don't know. I, I'm going to chop it, chop it up to a bad day. We all have those. I don't know what questions he was asked before those that question happened. Did he answer it incredibly wrongly? Yes, yes, he did. But I'm going to chop chalk it up to a bad day. You know what are you going to do? All right, fine. It's a bad day. Uh, me too. I like our answers better. Um, before we talk full gear, I want to ask you one question because I didn't get to see uh, two weeks ago. Uh, un. I didn't get to see two weeks ago. So I want to ask you, is AEW partially to blame for Ring of Honor's death or being on life support, whatever you want to call it? I don't think so. We can't put that on AEW. Everybody else flourished. Everybody else made a way to do it. I just think Ring of Honor, like me and Travis talked about, the, the biggest problem is their time slot. They didn't bring anybody to be, quote, unquote, pretend fans or anything. So... Even if you're staying up late to watch Ring of Honor and you're a diehard, it, it got hard to watch after a while. And they have a lot of young guys, and I don't want to be a jerk when I say this, but a lot of things are telegraphed. Like, yeah, we know wrestling, and we can tell when things are coming, but it was kind of bad when you would watch Ring of Honor. You'd be like, oh, he's going to do this next. Oh, he's going to do this next. It kind of takes away from the magic of pro wrestling when you can go – move for move coming up to what's going to happen. And I just think they, they just need a change that like me and Travis talked about, they might need to just maybe have a ring of honor section, but people don't want to see honor anymore. They like the, the arguing, the fighting, the, the disagreements. I mean, that's the world we're in right now. So maybe maybe that's an option. Have a Ring of Honor championship where everything has to be up to the Ring of Honor code, but maybe push the envelope a little bit, a little bit with other storylines and another championship. Oh, fooey. That's a bunch of shit. Uh, <laughs> let's just be honest about it. Anywho, let's go ahead and talk about Full Gear. How about that, all right? Want to talk full gear? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not often that I like to, well, I don't ever like to, but it's not often that I'll admit that I'll be damned. You called it from the uh, from the start. Hey, man, Adam Page is your new world champion in AEW. Mr. McCarthy, go ahead and take a victory lap, you selfish son of a bitch. Oh, I already did the next day and bought bought the shirt. I bought the shirt. I couldn't help but buy the shirt, but I bought the shirt. Yeah, forget about that extra sandwich your kid could use. I mean, he eats peanut butter and jelly. That's like the only sandwich he eats unless it's grilled cheese. It's fine. You got to get a little turkey or something, a little provolone, maybe a little pepper jack. I mean, he'll put ham in his grilled cheese. You you got to pick one sandwich at home, right? Yeah. At home, what's your sandwich? Um, Good to be back, ain't it? I know, right? (laughs) <laughs> I'm ask you the same question, McCarthy. Oh, I, I don't know. know. Ham and cheese, I guess. Are uh, you a ham and cheese guy? What, I'm a, what, what do you go, honey ham or black forest ham? Honey ham. You like a little honey ham? Yeah. What kind of cheese? American cheddar? You're boring. I know I am. All right. Uh, McCarthy, 
You better have a better handshake lined up, bro. This is at home, right? At, at home, you know. At home of, of your okay. lunch meat, whatever you buy. What kind? So, of, what's what's your what's you know? I don't care if you go to the deli. I don't care what you do. What is your preferred sandwich of an at home sandwich? You know, I, I wish John Moxley was watching because he's the king of sandwiches. In his book, he's got a chapter devoted to sandwiches. But I digress. Well, hopefully, he's roast- the king of those twelve steps. All right. Um, <laughs> Hey, roast beef, cheddar cheese, Swiss cheese, mm. mayonnaise, and bacon. My man. See, that's that's a, a real sandwich, Travis. Yeah, that's a sandwich. See, I like, to get, I like to get a little bit of that. Like, yeah, I don't need a lot of sandwiches, so I didn't. I what? couldn't. What? That's egregious. I don't know. I just don't. I like to, I like to go to the deli, get some of that Nashville hot. I like that Nashville hot chicken. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Get a little. Pepper J, maybe a little mozzarella, depending on what, what what I'm feeling. Okay. You know, maybe uh maybe put a nice tomato on that son of a biscuit. A little mayo. You got you got to toast the bread. Got to toast the bread. It's gonna be nice and warm. You know, frankly, Get, you might want to put that lunch meat in the skillet. That's right, old school skillet. Oh man, if you throw or, some uh, butter on the back of that bread and just grilled cheese part. style that shit, that that's the best. Yeah, that's uh, man, it's good stuff. So this is this has been lunch meat with uh the turnbuckle. Uh big meaty man talking about meat. Uh, that's that's how it is. Uh look, I'm just telling you, you just you just gotta we gotta up your sandwich game, Napper. For, so I have a yeah. goal. It just come to me. It just come to me. Oh jeez. We're gonna go to like one of those next year. Oh jeez. Next year. We're gonna go to a restaurant, might be here in Ohio, might be somewhere. Where we get one of those like massive club sandwiches. I'm talking about one of those like big, huge, you gotta split it four people, right? But I'm fat, so we'll do it with three. Maybe if, if Ryan isn't if Ryan isn't too busy uh, getting getting reacquainted with his girlfriend, we might we might Woo! we might bring him too. But we're gonna go to like one of those man versus food delis in twenty twenty two. I swear this is gonna happen. I've just speak I'm speaking it into existence. Joel Olstein would be proud. I'm speaking this into existence. We're going to go to one of those man versus food delis. We're going to find the nearest one we possibly can. If there's one in Ohio, great. If there's not, look, we'll do Indy. We'll do Michigan. We'll do something. We're going to get one of those humongous ass like club sandwiches because that's nothing but lunch meat. And we're going to we're going to split it three to four ways depending on who comes on this trip. And we're going to make sure Napper has so much of it he's sick of it because he just doesn't eat well enough. Every grandmother in America would say Napper needs a meal. Are you, Every are you grandmother in, in America tells their grandkids they need a meal. Are you in? Are you in McCarthy or not? I'm in. I'm eating a whole sandwich myself. All right. I was going to say, don't be a little punk about it now. Let's <laughs> come on. <laughs> I got smoking into existence. You're supposed to play along with me. It's called kayfabe. Do it for five minutes. Everybody on Twitter. What? What? What just happened? Uh, who knows? So, uh, some cowboy shit took place. Hey, man, Adam Page is the new world champion, defeating the most overrated, overbearing world champion I've ever seen in my life. No, I'm kidding. Oh, Hogan. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. Oh, what was that? Uh, it's a good thing you're virtual because, boy, that, either you're sick or that's fake or a PCR test. Uh, <laughs> not sure which. <laughs> so... New world champion, 
talk to me, McCarthy. I know you mentioned you got the T-shirt because I think you're on the payroll. But what did you think of the match? What do you think? And I want an early prediction on a way too soon. Who's the man to beat? Hey, man, Adam Page. So we'll start with that. MJF, like for sure, is the man that beats Adam Hangman Page. Dude, the man match was great. It told the, a great story of Adam Hangman Page never saying die and just taking it to Kenny Omega, defeating who the guy who's beaten everybody that has stood in his way, minus Daniel Bryan, because they had that time limit draw. But it was a culmination of fantastic two years of storytelling. Almost three. It was fantastic. And the icing on the cake was that the young bucks did not get involved because that would have ruined everything. Either way, if they would have interfered for Adam page or interfered for Kenny, that would have ruined everything. So you think MJF is the guy? I think he should be. Notice how that answer changed really quickly. Mr. Napper. Yes. Not, not so, let's not talk about all of the match. Like that, you know, it was good, no doubt about it, right? Right. But, but, let's talk about Amen Adam Page, the world champion. About yeah. time, too late, too soon. I got, I hope you're not saying that. <laughs> and who, and who is the guy you'd like to eventually see down the line? I'm not saying next month. This ain't the WWE. Down the line, who do you want to see the guy? That gets catapulted to the top from beating Heyman Adam Page. So I'll start off. Um, I definitely think this is the right time. Obviously, it should have been probably a little bit sooner. They were planning to do this sooner. It seems You're like, but damn right, it should have been sooner. But you know, things got in the way. Can't fault him for that. Can't cannot fault him for that. But thankfully, they did the right thing. They bought they bought some time and they moved on and now we have him as the world champion. Uh, I think it's the right move. I thought it was a great story. I actually have to disagree with McCarthy a little bit though. Go ahead. I love that. I would have been okay with the Young Bucks getting involved. Here's why. Now I have to disagree with you. Well, here's why. Because and I'm not saying like they. I w- they could have found a way to get them involved without the, him getting disqualified or Kenny getting disqualified. But uh, to me, sometimes that makes more sense because look at the story that they've told with Adam Page over the course of the last year. And especially in particular, Adam Page and the Young Bucks. They've gone back and forth. They've called him every name in the book. They were the ones that really put him down before Kenny Omega. Sure. I know they kind of got a a resolution to that story originally with some of the things he's done on previous Dynamites leading up to Full Gear. But I feel like it would have been one last final moment. You know that crowd would have gone crazy if you got one over one more time on the Young Bucks to get the world title. It's kind of it's kind of like Daniel Bryan against the Authority, like they did everything to stop him from being world champion. Young Bucks, the Elite, could try everything to keep him from getting the world title, and he overcomes it and does it anyway. So to me, I wouldn't have been mad if they had done that. I can understand feeling like they shouldn't have done it, did it because it sometimes takes away from the story and. Let's be honest, sometimes it gets a little bit too choppy and a little bit too crowded. 
but I wouldn't have been that upset. Um, as far as your question about who should be catapulted to the top, MJF is definitely one of them. Um, I think you could throw Lance Archer in there. Uh, <laughs> the I've only literally <laughs> prayed about it for like a year. The problem is you would have, I mean, not the problem, but you've got to turn him back heel. Maybe John Moxley. I wouldn't be upset about that. He's kind of, you know, before his issues. And, you know, we can go into depth about that if we if we want to. We just said our best wishes. I mean, yeah. I know I made that joke. It's a joke about everything. If you don't like it, welcome to the show. Um, but uh, we just send our best wishes. I'm, I'm in no place to judge. Like I said, I make, I make jokes about everything. I, yeah. I made, joke, I made a joke about my late grandmother before the show went off it, on the air. That's <laughs> high cope. High cope. I'm a weak fat man with low self esteem. I'm trying to cope through this thing called life. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully John Moxley gets back to us. Um, I saw they did a little tribute to him or a tribute show to him, like at a live event or something. So that was pretty cool. But I think it, once John Moxley gets back, we could have him do that. Um, that's not necessarily catapulting somebody to the top, though, considering he's already been world champion. Um, and to be honest, I, I don't think he's the one guy you want to see become world champion twice. So I, I think for right now, it's got to be MJF. The only other person I could really think you can go for is an Adam Cole. And it, it's, you know, it's got to be a little ways from now. They've got to find a way to prolong that. But I think that would be a good story. Because then you can say Adam Cole can do something that Kenny Omega couldn't do. And obviously, they got to get through their feud first. Because I know McCarthy brought it up, I think, a couple weeks ago. That's probably going to be one of the next big feuds is Omega versus Cole. Because there can be only one leader of the elite. I got I got uh got a comment here to get from, from Eli Myers. Overrated, <laughs> overbearing, injured world champion Ken Omega. Absolutely love seeing Full Gear Live at the Target Center. That ex- the experience was unreal. I assume you're taking a shot because I called him overrated and unbearing. That's all right. I'm also overrated and overbearing. That's fine. I'm all right with that. I got a better idea though. I, I love both of your gentlemen's ideas. Okay. Here's what I think you do. Down the line, I think you turn Darby Allen and heel by beating the holy hell out of Sting. And then he beats Heyman Adam Page at some point. Maybe that's my bias coming in because you guys know I'm Darby Marks, have been since the day AEW opened the doors. But I think you do. I think you turn it eventually. doesn't have to be – we can be talking even a year from now. But at some point within the next six months to a year, he turns heel on Sting to the point that, like, we get uncomfortable. That we like it. He's really going out of that desk. Well, if there's one person you know, that can make me uncomfortable, it's Darby yeah. Allen. Well, it might mean more You shouldn't for him. even be here. There's a reason though, you should wouldn't clear you. I'm talking about cross that line. What'd you cross say, Jason? It. it might mean more if Darby Allen dethr- dethrones MJF. They've been back and forth thorning <laughs> each other's sides since the beginning. And MJF did get the win, so... The pillars. Yeah. The pillars. I don't think there's a wrong answer yet. And, really then, and then he can turn on Sting. All right, the icon Sting can be the world champion. Is that the right answer? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I about that. That's, that's egregious. That <laughs> yes, yes, he can. Because <laughs> I want to see Joker Sting one more time. 
All right, Mr. McCarthy, how would you feel about Sting being the, the AEW World Champion at this advanced stage of his career? Can't be worse than Goldberg. That's a different company. Yes, I was talking to McCarthy. Turned it on him. <laughs> all right, all uh, right, guys, just because you're not qualified for Medicaid doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to be a world champion. Bro, we talk about sexism in this country. Ageism is real. And by the way, they we, we talk about talk about sexism, body shaming. Yet we'll still call a mother lover fat every other day because I know because I'm a, I'm one. Same. But how would you feel about Mr. Medicaid Sting being the world champion someday, Mr. McCarthy? Would you get all upset about it? or I want to know. Probably, because I don't think he can hang in singles matches. That's why he always does tag team matches. And while we're talking about ageism, the new edict in WWE, women under 25. I, I know, that, it's disgusting. That's egregious as hell. It's disgusting. Egregious. But- but it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Matthew McConaughey's character said in Days to Confused. Uh, remember that movie? You know, it's where he became a star. He goes, that. "Every year I get older, and high school girls stay the same." Yeah, all right. So maybe that's what Vince is thinking. What are you seriously? Let's talk about that for just a second. Let's go in depth. Oh, goody. Let's go in depth for just a second, McCarthy. What's going through W? What's going through Vince Vince's mind or whoever's mind? What is in their head the reason for this new, like, ageism and age restriction and tw- got to be 25 or whatever? What in their head is the justification for that? Because I think it's just bowling shoes stupid. It is bowling shoes stupid, and they're kicking them or shooting themselves in the foot by releasing all these people for absolutely no freaking reason. Now, some of them. I can understand. Yes, it is your choice to get the vaccine. Don't it. I don't care if you get it. I don't care if you do. It is your choice. However, a lot of places like we talked about in the chat that I go to do jobs at next year wouldn't let me in if I wasn't vaccinated. It's not just Columbus, Ohio people that are doing that. Arenas are going to be doing that, too. So, yes, you have the right to take the vaccine. That's that's on you. But if it affects the booking and how you can be used because you can't go into certain arenas, that one I kind of understand. I mean, I guess he's paid people to sit on the couch for decades. Why couldn't he do that for a few more months and see where this goes? As far as everybody else, it's just as egregious as every other time he's done it in the past 16 months. It makes no sense. Oh, I can't make new stars. Oh, I need people that are younger. I need people that have no skill and develop them into WWE products so they don't give you issues by complaining about their booking and the dumbass shit that you have your writers write for them. So what do you so he's not getting ready to sell the company? He just wants to he wants to weaken the roster's morale and go, look, you about to me. Pretty much. He wants to build build the ideal WWE superstars. When were the last real WWE superstars built that way? When? Mm. I mean, even John Cena came from the independence, for God's sakes. Uh, uh, And Lord knows, he he got a lot of his tutelage from a guy that isn't afraid to tell Vince to shove it, and that's Jim Cornette. Yep. Like, I mean, I just I just don't understand. Do you need young stars? Yeah, you totally do. You got to always reload. 
But there's a point when you're getting rid of all this talent and all this experience that you're going to be screwed because a lot of pro wrestling is learning on the job. You can script somebody's promos. You can script somebody's matches. But if it's two guys that are green as hell or two women that are green as hell, neither one's going to get any better. And it was always funny, too, because, like, for the longest time, we complained, like, oh, it's just a bunch of old geezers going out there in the ring. So, apparently, to Vince, he thought, well, they don't like that, so let's go the other way, pal. I only complained about Goldberg, Well, no, but you get my point. Like, we can, not us specifically, but people complained the whole time. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He can't see it, so it's okay. All right. Um. This is egregious. I can see it in a second when the Facebook feed feeds up, picks up, catches up. That's the word. But like he, we, we saw fans complain so much that they were going back to, you know, getting all these old timers and putting them on the show and not really building new stars. But then now we're going the complete opposite direction. Well, you look at it this way. Frankie Monier said that that pretty much she was told besides budget cuts. Uh, But the heavy implication was that her age is why. Uh, because she said it's the first time, because she said that cause she's about to be 38 or something like that, right? Really? Yeah. Damn. She said it's the first time she's ever felt ashamed of her age in the business at all. Because she considers in her head, because of all the guys, and she's absolutely right, that 37, 38, that's still relatively young in wrestling. You know, you're about to hit your stride. and But the heavy implication when she got off the call was, eh, you're too old. And so she said it was the first time in this entire business, because she started out a little later, I guess, that she said she felt really ashamed of her age uh, and pretty much F them for making her feel that way is what she was saying. What are your thoughts on that? The, the, the heavy implication, McCarthy, is that they got rid of Frankie Monier. Ty, Ty Valkyrie is better known as, obviously, with a great impact run in, in other places. Uh, what do you think of that? That pretty much her age is why Vince or whomever told her you got to hit the door. Um, it's a bunch of bullshit because like you said, a lot of wrestlers get in their prime in their thirties. We can list the names, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, even though no one likes to say his name, Ray Mysterio. Do I need to keep going? Undertaker. I kind of wish you would. Oh, you're keep right. Going. I, I forgot Undertaker. I mean, the exception is Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And everybody else, it took a decade. And the reason why they were able to hit their stride and be in their prime so well is because they came from a world that is is wrestling. It's not every amateur wrestler can make that transition. But when the guy can, it's magic. You just look at look at Chad Gable. They're giving him a chance, and he's amazing. But it takes time to learn the business, learn how to control your body, learn how to talk in front of people properly and get the proper reactions, and that takes experience. And in pro wrestling, sometimes that takes a lot longer than, oh, five years. Oh, you didn't get it. See you later. Like That's not how pro wrestling works, especially when you're handcuffed with everything that you can do. I'll give you three names why this entire thing is bullshit. Go ahead. Natalia Neidhart, Gail Kim, Mickey James. All three could put on a five-star match right now. All at least 40 or older. 
Well, just wait until the, the Royal Rumble when shown. Lita and Trish Stratus show up. I'm, I have nothing against those two wrestling. That's not what I'm she saying. She can show up anytime. Yeah, yeah you no, watch it's your totally mouth. fine. But it's one of those, you released this woman for being 38. You never really gave her a chance. You moved her around. You didn't do anything with her in NXT. And she's 38, so you let her go because that's too old? Well, the BS of it is... It just makes no sense. The BS of it is, in my opinion, my opinion, the two best wrestlers in the company um, are not spring chickens when I'm talking about one man, one female. By their own admission, based on this new rule that is completely stupid, Charlotte Flair's got to be on her way out. She got started late because it took her because she only got inspired to wrestle from the unfortunate death of her brother. Number two, AJ Styles in his early forties. This age thing is bull. It does not matter, and yet we'll literally send, and I'm fine with it. But we're literally probably someday going to see Triple H wrestle again. Someday. Have one more match. I'm good with it. He's just had a heart attack. <laughs> he's so did Jerry, but they still let him go out there. So, I'm, no, if he's no, I, I, by I, a doctor, I get it. I'm fine. I don't care. But I'm saying <laughs> these guys that, frankly, could have an issue, unlikely, but could have an issue in the middle of the ring, yep. can be cleared, and that's fine. But these women, God forbid, oh, they can't be... I mean, I mean, look at Edge. It, Every single time he takes a bump, I get a little bit nervous. They're, they're looking for women like 25 and under. Google for me. How old is Charlotte Flair? I think she's like 35. 30, yeah, 35 years. By your own admission, the best women's wrestler of all time, in my opinion, and the woman that you have literally sucked ass with for years is no longer up to snuff? What is that? That's the... Look, this... Every year, I think it can't get dumber, and it gets dumber. I don't know. Because now they're looking for women, what is it, 25 and under? Yeah. What is this, Ric Flair's promos in the 80s? Uh, yikes. Like, no, that's stupid. If, if you have it at 38, if you have it at 48, the key is, do you have it? The moment you no longer have it, then you can go. But I don't care if you're 72. If you still have it, I don't care. I, I don't. May Young did. I was going to say, they stuck <laughs> Fabulous Moo and May Young out there to have technical matches. And, and they got powerbombed through tables off the turnbuckles, for God's because sake. Because the amazing what thing is... What a great is, day that was. The amazing thing is, and overall, I have such great respect and admiration for him, but all these ridiculous things we talk about, it's still the same guy running this company. It hasn't changed. It's the same dude this entire time. And suddenly he gets a, he literally gets a fart up his ass and goes, I want younger women. Like this is a Howard Stern episode for him. Uh, it's, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't. I, I love him, but, but I, I don't understand because you are the same guy that put May Young and Mulda in matches well past their prime. I mean, well past it. Well, and, you know, his issue. Which I don't understand, and I don't really agree with what I'm gonna. It's his. I I I gotta believe his thinking is people don't think that old women are hot. You are sadly mistaken, I was gonna Vincent say, Kennedy McMahon. Yeah, I thought all that because was. I don't care 
if you're 18 years old, 16 year old, 25 year old, 35 year old, 45 year old males. If a woman's hot, she's hot. Period. That's like, it. That's just how it is. Like it's, it doesn't matter. Age is a number. Because she's hot. She's part, hot. I mean, look at the three names I named. Because all beautiful women. Because just saying. the sad part, and this is so disgusting. And I've always known this, and we've talked about it before, and we'll go back to full gear, I swear. The sad part is, it's whatever Vince finds attractive. Yeah. That's why it's always big, that's why it's always big-breasted blonde women. Because that's what he finds attractive. The reason Sable was fast-tracked, and Jim Cornette went into this in detail, because he hates Sable and thinks she's a no-good, worthless, <clears throat> and, and talentless hack. Uh but the reason Sable was fast-tracked is because Vince Russo, and especially Vince McMahon, thought she was so good-looking. And they said, and, and he said, they used to sit around and fantasize and go, can you imagine her in white satin panties? That's the reason she was fast-tracked to the push, because Vince thought she was so hot. That's why. Because Cornette would go, look at her, though. She's green as what, you know, he'd say something inappropriate. But he, he would say to him, she can't work at all. He'd, and he literally told, I'm not verbatim, but paraphrasing. Look at her, pal. It doesn't matter. It's all about what Vince McMahon finds attractive. Don't believe me? Google Charlotte Flair when she first comes in XT. Look at Charlotte Flair now. And I still think Charlotte Flair is a, we, we, I joke all the time about how attractive I think Charlotte Flair is. We've done that on the show a lot. But taking away that gimmick for a second, look at her now. She's as she's as plastic as name any. She's as plastic as Pamela Anderson. Talking about no thirty-two, thirty-two Dallas. Yeah. yeah. Um, look at that compared to now. It's. Oh, it's incredibly dramatic. And by her own admission, most of her surgeries have been not because WWE said do it, but they heavily implied, hey, we'd like you to. Yeah, they said, no, no surgeries. Oh, can't do that. And it's, it's just, it's, again, I have a great respect and admiration for Vince, and I always will. We know that. Mm-hmm. But it is disgustingly pathetic that it's not about that he has such small foresight as a guy, even closer to 80 than he is 70, he doesn't think, well, other people will find her attractive as she is. He only thinks about, well, do I find her attractive? That's all he cares about. That's that's. I'm not saying he hasn't grown to appreciate good women dress, and I think he has. But at the end of the day, look at all of them. Look at nearly like, Becky Lynch is like the one exception. I'm sure there's a few others I'm really digging. But Dana Brooke, Charlotte Flair, all, all these Mandy Rose before she dyed her hair. All of, there's so many throughout history that are just hot, big-breasted blonde women because that's what he's into, even if that's not what they ever were. It's disgusting. All right. It's just, but yeah, that's why Sable ever got to push. Yep. By by owning mission. Okay. <sighs> Speaking of pushes that got to be stopped, the inner circle, <laughs> they defeated the men of the year and America's top team 
I'm going to let you talk about this one, McCarthy, because i got to take a sip because I'm hoarse. What did you think of this match? <laughs> because I didn't yell too much. Um, Weakest match on the card. You know, it's... Well, you get used to that at that age. Wow. I don't think it had anything to do with Chris Jericho's effort. Thank you very much. I don't, Still one circles don't around Goldberg in 10 years. Um, however... 10-man tags are always hard to do. In that respect, it was a good match. The um, tributes to Eddie, those were fantastic. I mean, and and hats off for putting full gear in Minnesota 16 years after Eddie died in Minnesota. Like, you know, WWE did a show in El Paso, and Tony Khan did a show in Minnesota, and I, I don't think either one of those were by accident on the 16th anniversary of his death. But it's the right team won. You knew it was going to happen. You can't have God. You, you can't have those guys beat them. Now, if it was Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page just versus Santana and Ortiz. Then then there's questions. Then it's like, okay, Santana Ortiz are known. They're, they've gotten their pushes. Why did they win? But you can't have your guys be, get beaten by green MMA guys unless Hager turned. And he didn't turn. And I will say, as I try to give the guys the benefit of the doubt, but there were a lot of missed spots by the MMA guys. You could one of them Jericho had to yell at him 